This is John Walton, voice of the Washington Capitals, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. You're just recording the mic side of the conversation. Basically, it just sounds like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Can you imagine posting that podcast, though, like thinking it was right? You're like, you know, we didn't swear or do anything like edgy or weird or, or anything. We didn't accidentally drop the names of the places we work or anything. Uh, I don't need to edit this one. And you just drop it the way it is. And it just sounds like <laughs> like a lunatic talking to himself in the form of a podcast. <laughs> me, and, me and Steve talk about talk about the Washington football team and their improprieties. Um, Mike, Steve's been dead for 10 years. Like, <laughs> You've never known anyone named Steve. What is this? But I, but I swear there's pictures. I was at his wedding. Like it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. like, I, I can't, I can't fathom any other team, any other franchise hearing about all these things that are going on and being like, yeah, that's par for the course. But with Washington, it's, I'm not surprised. Like, even a little bit. This is exactly what I expected. In fact, it's not as big a, it's, this, okay. I don't want to belittle what happened, because what happened is horrible. Mm -hmm. But it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, maybe that's because I have an imagination, and I let it run wild because I just like I pictured like way worse than that. I sent you that thing where people were talking about like the speculation of what they thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to find out about because like I mean we'll touch on it briefly, but then we'll go into it into the episode when when MC joins us. But like the rumors were worse than what actually came out. But what what came out was different, but pretty damn bad. Right. And I, I remember a similar story. This was a couple years ago. I believe it was the Dallas Mavericks. And it was something similar where it was like executives in the corporate offices, the culture, kind of the, you know, everyone turning a blind eye kind of kind of thing to the culture and the permissible behavior that was established there. And I don't think it was like Mark Cuban or anything like that, but I remember reading an article and it was, it's eerily similar yeah. to that article from something like two years ago. Um, the, the big difference though, I think is, I think generally like the people of Dallas and the Mavericks fans like love Mark Cuban and, and enjoy him as an owner and I think this is just another bullet in the chamber for all the people in D.C. who are like, can we please get rid of this clown? Like, can we please yeah. be done with him? And like, frankly, like with the PR blowback, like I was talking to my wife about this earlier when I was kind of telling her, you know, the story that just broke. Yeah. And I was kind of saying, like, I think even if every single one of these um, allegations, even if they're all made up, even if they turn out to be false or whatever, like. Yeah. I think the minority owners are looking for literally any reason to get rid of him. I don't think he even survives to any sort of like court case or, you know, anything like that. Like, I think he is gone from the organization before this is ever resolved on a legal standpoint because everybody wants this dude gone. Yeah, 
it, that's an outsider's observer. I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm not a DC guy, so maybe I'm wrong. You know, no, correct me if I'm, I'm mistaken. I'm a hundred percent with you, because what what this does is it shows that one the the culture that we and we here at ggr i'm taking credit for this man we have been singing this song for years that the culture is toxic in dc when it comes to the football team like it's it's bad nobody wants to come here and those who do it's just like you know hey i'll take a paycheck but like there have been countless countless players who have said on multiple occasions, things are not right there. There's a really dark side to this. And now we're starting to see it. And like, I think that what we, what was released, because here's the difference between like the rumor mill and what was released in that article, the rumor mill, a lot of that stuff could be true, but they can't prove it. So for instance, we'll use the one that you and I were talking about via text. The concept that well, first off, we know that Jay that Jay Gruden, while coach here, was cheating on his wife. Okay, we we know for a fact because there's just there's video evidence, there's just a ton of evidence, right? But there's a story going around right now that Jay Gruden was having an extramarital affair with the one of the um, secretaries or receptionists. That's the word I was looking for. One of the receptionists at um in Ashburn at at um the team names park, you know what I'm talking about? The R name. I'm not saying it on this, on this podcast. <laughs> um, but not only was Jay Gruden having a relationship with this receptionist, so was running back Capri Bibbs. Now, once Jay Gruden found this out, that this running back was also having a relationship with his side piece. Coincidentally, Capri Bibbs was benched that game in favor of Byron Marshall to play running back. Well, in a game against the Houston Texans, Byron Marshall missed a crucial block and Alex Smith was sacked and his leg was shattered. You've probably seen the footage where the bone stuck out of his leg. In fact, it, it took how many skin grafts? It took how many reconstructive surgeries? Like the guy almost lost his leg multiple times. And like, let's just just from the sheer point of speculation, as you mentioned, Steve, like any any running back could have missed that block. We're talking about J.J. Watt here. He's like one of the best defenders in the in the league. We're not talking about some scrub here, some you know some some jerk off who doesn't know how to play football. This is a this is a, a bad dude. He's made a lot of people look really really bad. But like, if that's the reason why you benched this guy, like that's so beyond unprofessional. But not Absolutely. only that, put somebody's life in jeopardy. Because let's just say, for instance, that Capri Bibbs was a, a, a just a, an immensely better blocker and J.J. Watt still just blows him up, but like doesn't get free reign and is able to basically grab Alex Smith and manhandle him, is able to get one arm on him and pulls him down for a sack or Alex Smith escapes because he's a mobile quarterback. Like it, it's it's a whole like divergent timeline, basically, like who knows what would have happened. But I like, like your theory of he gets a regular level J.J. Watt manhandling, not a exactly. next tier J.J. Watt manhandling where he blows his leg off. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> like it, it's but like they're, they're allegations of like ridiculous like parties with alcohol and drugs and women and like making the cheerleaders do all sorts of horrible things like there's and there's a story from 2018 where the front office staff basically forced the cheerleaders into being escorts for 
sponsors and donors to the team like force them like they were in Costa Rica. They like basically took their passports from them. You can't leave. You can't go home until you take off your top for this guy who has bought season tickets for the last 25 years. Like how how fucked up is that? It's not great. I'll tell you that yeah. much right now. Um, yeah, it's it's it, and I think it was before we were recording when I said like allegedly on all this, it's just as a yeah. legal CYA kind of thing. But um, I I think you and I are in agreement, like where there's smoke, there's usually fire and there seems to be just smoke billowing out of this organization right now and historically um, from from everything that UNMC have, have told me some of the stories and some of the, you know, the things that have come out there where, like you said, there's not enough to like legally, concretely take action on any of these things. But when you hear story after story after story after story from people inside the organization, around the organization, it just doesn't paint a good picture. Like I remember all the way back to when you and I were very first kind of like hanging out and getting to know each other. And we were talking about some mutual passions with with, you know, the NFL being one of them. And you told that story about, um, you know, like the 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 elderly lady. And he kind of like dis- was it he destroyed her property or like try to buy her property. Yeah. Um, you're, cut you're, down combi- the tree line. You're, you're combining like two stories. But that that's literally how shitty this guy is. How, how awful Dan Snyder is, is that like there's so many stories of him being a dick. Like there was it, basically what ended up happening was is the, the cut down of the trees thing. So. He lives in Potomac, Maryland, which it's called that because it has a view of the Potomac River. Well, Dan Snyder's house didn't have a direct view of the Potomac River because there were some trees that were blocking it. That was national park land, right? So he calls the national park and speaks to a park ranger and says, hey, bro, this is Dan Snyder. Cut down these trees that are blocking my view. And the guy's like, okay, um, you can kiss every part of my ass. And hangs the phone up on him and dan snyder's like don't you know who i am and the guy's like i don't really care so the dan snyder keeps taking it up higher and higher and higher and higher up the up the chain right gets this dude fired and then has the trees cut down so that he has a perfect view of the potomac so this is how much of a scumbag he is but then on top of that there was an old lady who couldn't afford to make the payments on her season tickets because her husband who the season tickets belonged to had died and she was fighting cancer and she couldn't make the payments so the team sued her now again legally maybe they had the right to do that but is that really the best look that you want to have for somebody that's been a loyal fan to your team for decades like it it's i mean there's nothing more galvanizing than being a dick to old ladies right you know every everyone will be galvanized together unfortunately will be against you instead of for you um and a good example the flip side of that is if you remember the vikings like when they did the hail millie and there was that old lady and like the entirety of the minnesota vikings fandom rallied around this old lady like please don't be mean to old people like please be nice to old ladies especially when they're lifelong fans come on (laughs) it's just it's it's shocking to think that like you have to remind people of this it's it's the same concept as like the the mask stuff like, hey, why are we wearing masks so that you don't potentially infect anybody else? Well, I don't really feel like wearing one. Well, that kind of makes you a jerk, dude. So maybe you should put a mask on. No, I'm not gonna. I shouldn't have to remind you that being a decent human being is a good thing. And like, is it really that much of an inconvenience for you to do this? Like that that's what's like baffling to me is that we've gotten to a point in our society where you have to ask people, hey, could you not be a dick? And a lot of times the answer is no, I'm going to be a dick. Yeah, and, and, and 
it's your right to do that. You are allowed to do that. But there's a difference between can you and should you that I think we've lost a little bit of sight of recently. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone has the right to tell you can or can't do something. But at the same time, like if you act like a jerk, people are going to look at you like a jerk and assume you're a jerk and treat you like a jerk. And you have the entirety of the DC fan base actively rooting for this idiot to get out of his his um, position as majority owner of the team because yeah. of a litany of stories like the two you just mentioned. And now this. And it's so sad that like you as a fan of that franchise for so long, this story breaks and you go. Yeah, kind of sounds about right. Instead of going like, are you kidding me? Like, I am so heartbroken. This is terrible. I can't believe people I respected acted like like you should be shocked. You should be, you know, flabbergasted. Yeah. You should be appalled. And I'm not saying you're not appalled by the actions, but I mean, like, it should have shocked your senses to the point where you never considered this as a possible reality. And yet here we are, because it's just another in a long line of things that have chipped away and jaded that fan base and it's it's terrible and it's time for a new culture and we've talked about it with with my franchise that i root for the steelers you know that is their biggest selling point there's teams that are older in the nfl there's teams and i won't say that have won more but teams that have an equivalent number of super bowl rings and (laughs) you know that you know there's 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 teams that on paper from a statistical standpoint and legacy standpoint um they really match up or or exceed the steelers in a lot of ways but i would challenge just about any franchise out there from a culture standpoint uh even when we have you know crazies in the locker room like a b or you know people that aren't necessarily a great fit like Le'Veon bell like we try and make it work but if it's not going to work we move on you know the culture is more important than any one person and that's from the top down. And I, I just feel for the community and the people who legitimately just want to root for the Washington team, whatever they're going to call themselves this year, um, because it's not fair. I mean, you, you, people have been watching these, you know, the, these games and this team for for decades. And it just sucks to have to be associated with someone who does these kind of things and doesn't share your values when all you want to do is enjoy your franchise. You know, I, I, I hate when when good things are taken away from good people because the actions of, of some ding dong. Yeah. And like it, it, to put it into like perspective, like in the grand scheme of things, like what's the biggest thing that the Steelers have had to deal with in the last like 10 to 15 years? Like I would think Roethlisberger playing grab ass with a bunch of waitresses. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and, and there was a lot of people here who were like, you know, you haven't really proven yourself all that much, Ben. Like, we would be fine without you. And I think that was the biggest thing where he – I think he thought he was bigger than the team. And yeah. I think he got a reality check of going like, oh, I'm not. I'm the one who's being an idiot here. And yeah. he's really turned it around. Like, he's plugged himself into the community. You know, he's a family man now. You know, he he doesn't act like that anymore. I think he checked himself. And I think having such a strong culture helped him grow and realize why he was so wrong and let him become a better person from it. Um, but yeah, that or at least some of the inner locker room stuff we've had over the past couple of years with with A.B. and Le'Veon Bell, that's the worst it gets for us. Yeah. 
I think what's frustrating though, and and um, welcome to the show, Mr. James Rambo. Hello. Um, I see I you're all frustrating... discussing my speciality. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to touch on it real quick, and then we're going to. No, 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 that's fine. That's... <laughs> the, main, the main reason I wanted to discuss it was because um, I knew that it was something that we could talk about with you because it you're a DC guy, so you can appreciate this from the standpoint of this is a big deal because we've seen because like and you can attest to this there, there was a time when washington football was untouchable when like this team was the tops like when the games came on on sundays everybody stopped what they were doing to go see the games or go watch the games on tv tickets were hard to come by and in the last 20 plus years since Snyder has owned this team, it has slowly eroded. And like, this is the culmination. This is God. I hope this, I hope this is like the lowest of the low. I hope it does not get worse, but my God, it could. And like, I don't even, even like not as a sports fan, like you still want your, your city's representation to do well. Right. Like as somebody who's really not like, you know, tuned into the sports scene, like you still want the teams to be good. Right. I have I have nothing invested in this. If yeah. if they're all garbage or they're all great, I don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean like I I wish I, I could be more you know like yeah it's, it's important. Put it this way, I don't want them to be shit in terms of being people. There you go. Um, but I don't take any pride or um or shame in a winning or losing season or anything like that. Um, I mean, we, we, we talked very briefly earlier, um, when, when you shared that, uh, that Twitter sum up, uh, before the article dropped. Um, and for me, pro sports are just the worst parts of patriarchal humanity. It just encourages all of the, all of the stupid competitive, um, uh, uh, I have a bigger rock, so I'm going to beat you kind of bullshit. Um, I, like, I don't know, man. I don't want to shit on something you guys like. Um, <laughs> it's, by, by all means, man. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> dump, dump away. It's, well, because especially, too, like, what you're bringing up is not, like, unfounded. How dare you, Rambo? No sports <laughs> team or athlete has ever done anything questionable. They've never treated women like objects. How dare you? Like, it's, literally, it's the... <laughs> I've shared three articles with you in the past 24 hours that, that spell out, hey, anybody involved with the Washington sports organization treats women like total dog shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it, it just makes – it just hits every one of my cynicism buttons. Um for, because for me, like I didn't have uh, um, a foundation for sports when I was a kid. Like I played baseball for a single season and I was shit. Um, and I I was always a big dude. So everybody's like, you should play football. And I was also a lazy guy. So my response to that was always, well, why the fuck should I play football? Um, my parents weren't super into it. They were kind of into it. Um so I don't I don't have that, you know, childhood found like like base for it. Um, so for me, all I have is is what I get from the outside, um, which seems to be encouraging the worst of people overall. Um, it amps up competition. Um, so it's not about working together. It's about working against other people, even though it is team sports. It's still my team versus your team. Um 
it it encourages people uh, who it encourages people one to abandon education <laughs> in favor of <laughs> in favor of athleticism. Yeah. Um, you know, there's never been a time when someone's cut their football team's budget in order to like amp up the the school band or the school arts program. Um, it yeah, it's it's just a blight on humanity as far as I'm concerned. It, it's the fucking worst, man. <laughs> like, it's I, I, I just I, don't have anything positive <laughs> to say about it. I think this is a good conversation for for another episode because we do actually have another topic we're going to talk about on the big show today. Um, but like that, there there are positives and negatives to it. Yes, that part of what you said is is entirely true, but also in the same vein too. Um, for example, with smaller colleges, uh, when it comes to football, um, if, um, let's take Penn state, for example, uh, oh God, I just thought of Penn state and their craziness. No, let's not use Penn state. Let's use, you said it. yeah, let's use any other team. The only reason I say, the only reason I say that is because, uh, Steve's wife has a really awesome business that she runs and I just saw some pictures and one of the pictures that somebody commissioned for her was to make some cookies with Penn state logos on them. So I was, I just saw it. I was like, Penn state. And I was like, Oh wait, what are you, there okay. was that, there was that thing. Before um, you, honestly, before you get into that. Yeah. What Jerry Sandusky did could mm -hmm. not have been done if not for fucking football if not for his position in the community as a coach. Mm, the only reason I say mm, on that is haven't we seen that with, um, with churches? Haven't we seen that with, um, oh, no, 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 Don't be wrong. That Don't be wrong. What I, what I mean, I mean, like, yeah, what I mean is football gave him power. He would not have had that power without it. Yeah. Okay. So let me I, I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying like all bad things come from sports. And I understand yeah. that people you, you, you literally asked for this. Um, <laughs> I understand that sports are very important for a lot of folks and that they, you know, are important and they and they they do have good memories and they and there are good things that come out of it. Yeah. I can't deny that. Yeah. But for me, the positives are so far outweighed by the negatives. Like the the amount of money that could be going to literally anything else, um, it, it's just staggering. And I I say this uh, from a place of hypocrisy because I love movies. Uh, <laughs> you know, like those are fucking expensive, yeah. and there's no way there aren't horrible horrible crimes being committed by people who make movies and people in the entertainment industry. Um, but I. I enjoy those things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing those things. Um, but I just said the same phrase twice for two different things. By those things. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> re rewind, replay. Let's let's start that one again. <laughs> By those things, I mean, I'm not excusing the horrible crimes. I enjoy those things being the actual entertainment made by these horrible people. Um so yeah, it's it just. But you you do you do see that it is consistent with with not just sports but also with oh a hundred percent okay it's yeah, it's an it's yeah. entertainment in general when there's money involved people are gonna do scummy shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um and, yeah and and like there's the same degree of um child abuse uh, uh be it um 
forcing children to to get into uh, athletics or entertainment, whether or not they want to, um, based almost exclusively in some places on just the culture of the place. Um, yeah, there's there's horrible fucking things attached to all this stuff. Um, but I don't think you you don't get the same kind of tribalism from movies um, and TV shows as you get from sports. Um, you get really, you don't think so. I think you get like, like there's franchise stuff with, with like star Wars and with star Trek, but nobody's, um, nobody's going to bat for Paramount or Warner brothers. Um, certainly not to the same degree. No, not to that degree, but I would think like a cultural standpoint. I mean, we have the entire term gatekeeping, specifically yeah. to include and exclude certain people based on your quote unquote, like geek history or merits or whatever, you know, how much do you know about this or that? I think anything that people get passionate about um, in some way will form an inclusive and exclusive mentality, um, you know, and, and we're starting to see those lines break down. Cause I mean, it used yeah. to be nerds and jocks, right. It used to always be the, the case now. And now, Jocks can like the MCU and, you know, nerds can get very statistical about fantasy football. Like there's there's starting to be more blending of the lines. And I do attribute that to more open and honest conversation about people being honest with what they like and what they don't like and finding their groups because we have more capacity to interact with people we 30 years ago never would have the capacity to interact with. And that's allowing people to experience new things and talk about things in ways they never thought about it. But ultimately you're called a fan because it's short for fanatic. You have Mm -hmm. a feeling and a drive and a passion for that thing. And there are certain people who will always take that fanatic in that fanaticism too far and exclude people that should not be excluded or have, you know, you know, an animosity towards another group uh, for whatever reason in their brain makes it logical. Now, in the sports world, it's because my jerseys are red and your jerseys are blue Um, in the, you know, more kind of nerd, you know, forums that we live in. and, And it might be more of an intellectual or I've put in my time with this. I didn't, I'm not a brand new fan to it that you see with some of the gatekeeping stuff that's out there. Um, and some might be more surface level than others, but that's just kind of my view is that anything that you're calling yourself a fan on could potentially lead itself to that mentality and behavior. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a counter for that. I, I absolutely agree with that idea. Um, I just have a hard time seeing. Well, like Mike, what, what I said earlier, I was in, and and and, and what I kind of came into when I when I logged on um, was uh, Steve's point about how this should be horrifying, this should be shocking and disgusting, and and we should be just so taken aback by it. But are any of us really actually? surprised nope by any of this i and, think and i think sandy um put it best when she said so you mean to tell me that an organization run by men is being outed for treating women like shit oh heaven forbid no yeah. like like how is anybody shocked by this like no, i don't think anybody is and like 
that's that was the big thing because I'm telling her about this and I'm like, can you believe this? And she's like, yup. Like it just wasn't shocking for her at all because also too, as a woman, she experienced this kind of shit growing up. Like you know, to this day, like it, it's it's not. That's what sucks about it. That's what really sucks about it is that there is no shock anymore to this thing because like how many times have we heard stories about about these sorts of things like it it just it comes up way too much and like the fact that it has to get outed before it gets fixed is a problem yeah rambo when, when you came on we were specifically talking about Dan Snyder is the owner and his history and this just kind of being another in the long line of that. But earlier, your point about kind of paralleling this story to things that have come out in Hollywood, things that have come out in politics. You're right. I think at this point, we're all just kind of getting desensitized to this story and just because we've heard it 100 times before. It's not always the same people. It's not always from the same venue, but it is kind of like, oh, there's another guy who turned out to be a dirtbag. Okay, not surprising. And it should be, you know what I mean? It should be the exception, not the rule. And we just waiting to find out when the shoe drops. It should be, you know, we hear about this and we as a community, you know, do everything in our power to make sure these kind of things don't happen again. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think that's part of it, though, too. I think that in order to make this a world where this sort of thing doesn't happen all the time, that we have to shine the light in these dark places and we're going to find some nasty shit. It's like, imagine if you will, a house that's been, I mean, it's a really nice house. It's an old Victorian house, but it's been sitting there for years and you go in, you're like, you know, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to fix it up. But you know that it's going to be a big task ahead of you. And every time you go into another room and you turn the lights on, you see just how awful it really is. I, I think that that's what it is. Is it, It's just we're going to keep experiencing this. It's going to suck. But eventually we're going to get to a point where it, it's we're going to clean it up and this is not going to become a thing anymore. And if it is, you're going to see this happen much faster. Like here, perfect example. MC just shared this with me. Um The new coach of Washington is a guy named Ron Rivera, and this was his statement after all the stuff came out. Biggest thing is that we have to move forward from this and make sure everybody understands we have policies that we will follow and that we have an open door policy with no retribution. Plus, my daughter works for the team, and I sure as hell am not going to allow any of this. Dan Snyder brought me here to change culture and create an environment of inclusion among employees. I believe everyone that works for this franchise has a vested interest in our success. So, like... They're already acknowledging how awful it was. I mean, they were instrumental in getting rid of some of these guys. Some of these guys got fired. Some of these guys quit uh, or retired. But, like, they knew it was wrong. But, like, to wait as long as they did. And I uh, I call bullshit on that statement. Um, mostly because of the inclusion of Snyder as the person who brought him in. I agree. Yeah. If if uh-huh. Snyder is yeah. the one who hired him, <laughs> like like that that's that's uh that's the corrupt detective calling internal affairs. It's um it, it's it's uh, Emperor Palpatine saying yeah. Anakin like we got to stop the Sith. Yeah. You know like, like I mean and and I know literally I I learned Rob Rivera's name earlier today when you posted it and I didn't even know who he was with regard to the team. So I don't know anything about the man. I'm making zero comment on him, but I am wholly suspect of the idea that 
him invoking Snyder's name, um, you gotta it think, though, he, makes me. He has no, he's in a really awkward position, though, because it's not like he can say, oh, and fuck Dan Snyder, by the way, because right now Dan Snyder's still his boss. Absolutely. Now, Ultimately, in a few weeks, he may not be because the NFL may force him to sell very similar to what happened to Donald Sterling with the L.A. Clippers when they forced him to sell because he Steve, what were his exact words? Because I don't remember them. What did Donald I, Sterling say? I'm I'm not going to say the exact words, but Thank I will you. give the rough sen- sentiment of, of his. And, and there's a long history of of I mean, you can watch. There's some really good videos out on YouTube about the history of the Clippers entire organization and why they're they're hot garbage. Um, But basically his sentiment was he enjoyed being the uh, person who was giving money to African-American people. He took a lot of pride in being the one who owned the team, if you know what I mean. Uh, So the NBA was kind of like, dude. Buy you're you can't say things like that yeah. um, and expect to still be part of our organization here. So and then uh, what's his name? Steve Ballmer from uh, Microsoft ended up buying the team and he just seems like a fun clown uh, and he just seems like he's always happy and having a good time. So uh, the Clippers are an interesting team now uh, and they've got some good players and that should be positive encouragement for anyone who's interested in watching Tins uh, football team maybe turning around. If you get the right people in there, you can actually enjoy the the sport again, as opposed to yeah. <laughs> sitting there waiting for when the next catastrophe is going to happen. Here's here's the one thing I want to address here, guys, real quick, because um, this uh, cold open, which normally only lasts about five or ten minutes, is now going on thirty minutes. But that's okay. <laughs> I want to state that up front because I knew this was going to happen. Because Steve can attest to this when I when we were texting each other about what we were talking about on the show tonight. I he I said, hey, we're going to do, a, you know, what we're watching. We're going to talk about what we're watching on TV and Netflix and various things. So I was like, unless the Washington football thing drops and then that's going to be <laughs> such a big thing that we're going to have to talk about that. So, like, <laughs> flexibility here is, is key. Um, I want to put a pin in this because I do want to come back to this. I think that this it has has legs. We definitely can talk about this because it really opens up a lot of like I mentioned before, you know there's some dirty rooms that really need to be cleaned out and we're going to find some stuff that we probably didn't want to find, but we need to find them because it's the only way that this is going to get better. It's the same thing politically. Like if we don't address these conversations, if we don't have the conversations about what people actually believe, like that's why I've always felt like the whole concept of like, Oh, you don't talk about religion and politics because it's impolite. Yeah, it might be, but you're also not learning about the person and you're not learning who it is that this person actually is underneath and what they believe morally, metaphysically, like structurally, like how do they feel the country should be run? These are important things to know because when things like what's going on right now, coronavirus, uh, quarantine, um, a, a, a total dumbass in the White House. Like, you need to know how people feel about these sorts of things. Otherwise, it's going to get ugly. And you have to find what is and what isn't a way to handle that. And because so many of us have been taught that we're not supposed to talk about that, nobody knows how to talk about it. So same thing with this. We need to talk about this. Like, for me, it's gotten to a point where I can't – I don't want to watch football. I just don't care because – if it's going to come with all this extra baggage of, hey, 
this NFL team that has been your favorite since you were a little kid because your dad and your grandfather liked them, treats women like crap, has a racist name, has an owner who doesn't give a shit about anybody, who sues old ladies, who cuts down hundred-year-old maple trees so that he can see the Potomac clearly, who <laughs> like refuses to upgrade the team or like refuses to upgrade their training staff. Like it's it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, go sports team, when the the human that's running them is is running them into the ground because it's somehow more profitable for him to do that. It, it, it's, it's just not something that I can with good conscience be like, yeah, let me wave my banner on Sundays. I'm not saying that anybody else should do the exact same thing that I am. I'm just saying this is where my stand is and this is where I'm planting my flag. But like as, as a community, as, as human beings, like we got to have these conversations and can we talk about the things we're watching on TV? Yeah, of course we can. But I think that this might be more pressing at the, at the moment because Rambo, you make really, really good points, man. As somebody who's not really vested in sports, there's a toxicity that comes with this. Like how many times have we heard stories about like sports teams, whether it's high school or college or, or professional getting away with murder, figuratively speaking, and also sometimes literally speaking, like, it's it's a scary Keep shot on Ray Lewis there, bro. Yeah. I get, but I get it. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you kind of see what I'm saying with all of this. Like it, it's as I got older and, you know, hope some people don't do this. Um, I, I try to grow like intellectually and understand deeper concepts. And that's one of the things with sports that I really started to understand is like it's not as black and white as they represent my city or I like their colors. So I'm going to root for them. There's a lot more going on and it's, you have to unravel it and figure out what's, what's worth. Is it worth it for you at a certain point? Um, I've had my, my, my diatribe now. So yeah. Can I, can I say, um, there's two other things I wanted to, I wanted to mention. Um, one about, about you're you're not wrong in that Snyder is Robert Vera's boss, um, and this could very well be me um, splitting hairs or looking for things that aren't there. But if he wanted the, the statement, I was brought on to do X, works yeah. just as well as Dan Snyder brought me on to do X. Leave that note out of it. He like, didn't he, have to mention yeah. him at all. Yeah. So. I, I have a hard time believing that someone in PR didn't tell him explicitly, you need to mention him. But then again, I am frequently wrong about things. Um, and and I, I will also freely admit, my, again, my, my previously mentioned bias against Spurs sports. <laughs> yeah. um, to piggyback on your uh, house metaphor, you know, the, the thing about laundry and cleaning and uh, uh, doing dishes is you can't just do them once and then you're done. Even if you clean the entire house top to bottom. Constant upkeep. Constant upkeep. You got to keep doing it. Um, the, only, the only time we will be done improving upon ourselves is when we are dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with, with what you're talking about. Um but it's yeah, we have to shine light on it and we have to keep doing it. Uh, if that means 
that we uh, we have to reassess who our heroes are or people who we respect are, so be it. 100%. Yeah. I think what I want to do is I definitely want to include um, our buddy MC Brooks in all of this, too, because honestly, he was scooping most of this stuff for us. Like he was get, finding a lot of this information. So I think what we'll do, he's got a, a family function this evening. So um, what we'll do is we will come back to this conversation when he is available. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and we'll call this an episode. And then when we come back, we're going to do a second episode and we are actually going to talk about something a little more lighthearted, about some stuff that we're watching on TV, on Netflix, on Hulu, <laughs> things we're reading, comic book, like whatever it ends up being. We're going to just talk about some of the things that we're watching, we're reading, we're playing, those sorts of things. Because uh, here at GGR, we like to get into the deep, but we also like to kind of distract you guys from the stuff that's going on in the real world. Hence the GGR part, the Great Geek Refuge. So we'll actually be the refuge in the second episode. But part of that refuge, the responsibility that we have is we can't ignore the stuff that's going on outside. So we, we got to talk about it. And hopefully this, this brought some light on these things if you guys were unaware, um, but also to like engage in the conversation with us. We're, we're a, an open group. We wanna hear your thoughts as long as they're not rooted in hate and bigotry, those sorts of things. Hey, don't be a juice bag. It's a tagline for a reason. As long as you're not a juice bag, we're more than willing to listen to what you have to say. So that being said, it's been myself, Mike Lunsford. It's been Steve Monick. It's been James Rambo. We'll call this an episode and we will be back here in just a couple seconds. You got, are you guys okay with holding off on this until we can have all four of us together to talk, talk through the rest of this? Yeah, sure. I, I don't see this as a story that's going away anytime soon. So I think we'll have ample opportunity to talk about it. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow they're going to have a new logo and a new name and everybody's going to forget about it. The yeah, sad that, fact is, yeah, this that isn't was going the one anywhere point, anytime soon. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. one point we didn't even make in that last 40 minute conversation was how it's now obvious that the name change was meant to be a big fat smoke screen for what's yeah, coming. Cool. And it's clearly not going to be enough. We'll, we'll save that for when MC's here for sure. Um, but yeah, like I just I just picture it now. Um, was it The Simpsons that did that? Where, yeah, because Lisa created that doll, Lisa Lionheart. And then the Malibu Stacy people were like, fuck, what are we going to do? And they were like, look, now she's got a new handbag. Yeah, put a like, hat on her. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like they're going to do that with the, with the football team. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, racism, sexism, sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But check out these chrome helmets and check out our new logo. Ooh. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, everybody else is like, guys, did you forget about this? Yeah, but the helmet. Like, yeah. Buried in all those jokes, I think I might have caught a hint that Rambo can do a Waylon Smithers impression. Is that right? Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> I've never really tried. Um, well, you're going to try now. Because obviously he's <laughs> key in that episode, and I thought I heard like a sliver of a Wayland Smithers come out. Oh my god, she has a new hat. <laughs> yes. You should probably just ignore that. Oh god, hello, Smithers. You're good at, at turning, turning me on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>